You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Burke in the Game. I want to... Just let you guys know, again, thank you so much for all of your love and support through this vulnerable and um, I guess really, I just feel stripped down from everything that has been revealed that I've obviously shared and have wanted to share with all of you, my listeners and and the world really, um, while still dancing live on television um, on Dancing with the Stars. It's interesting, you know, when I when I perform, even though I'm still not in the competition yet, I'm still doing pro numbers. I guess I feel more and more myself. Um, like when I performed the other night with, I did two numbers, two pro routines, and I was able to really feel grounded, not in a physical sense, but also, I mean, I guess both physically and mentally. I always thought of myself as living like two separate lives, like me, the one behind the mic that you hear now, and then the one behind the glitter, really. And now I I felt different. I felt different that last performance because there was like, there was nothing to hide, right? Like (laughs) there, I have revealed all of me and um, to anybody that wanted to hear it or wants to hear it. And it was, I think it really helped me in my professional life in a weird way and just helped me feel like I just am no longer me against the world. It's more me and the world and all of us just trying to be better, I guess. And with that came a lot of comfort. But let's talk about this last episode. This one was really tough for me to hear back. Um, You know, there... Right away, I'm not going to lie. There was moments of feeling like, oh my God, am I going to hurt so-and-so? Oh my gosh, am I going to get sued? Oh my gosh, did this happen? And again, I started questioning myself, like, did this happen? Or is this my own own story that I make up in my head? And, you know, as hard as it was, then I also got really nervous about my family and how they were going to handle it. And I am still (laughs) waiting for that reaction if I even get one. You know, I know it's hard for my parents sometimes to confront any type of situation. Um, They kind of come, I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate 
And I understand, and I say this with love only that, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. Like, honestly, sometimes it's just better left unsaid. Sometimes to confront somebody when you don't have the words to say it, or if you're already feeling uncomfortable, especially my parents, you know, like all of this stuff, they most likely not everything have they, they've never really heard before. A lot of my stuff was revealed when I wrote a book years ago. And even that, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, you know, I didn't have that type of relationship that I would run home to my mom and tell her all the details about anything because I was scared, you know, and I just, I don't know. It, it's interesting to see their reaction sometimes. And all the time is always a text message. Like, I love you. We worry about you. And I know that's their way of basically saying, we hear you, you're seen, we love you, and we support you. Listen, for all the parents out there, it's never too late to um, have these conversations with your kids or with loved ones because it is needed. And I think it's important for them to feel comfortable to open up to you guys as well without judgment. And I think just to be heard and there's no need to fix anything. It is an experience sometimes that, as an individual like that I lived through and it would have been, I guess it's just, it's scary as it is, right? So just, I don't know, when I'm a parent one day, I guess what I'm going to try and do is just make it comfortable enough for my kids to tell me anything without judgment, though easier said than done, I'm sure. But anyway, I don't know where what... <laughs> What I'm trying to get at other than this has been a tough couple of weeks, but again, thank you guys so much for your love and support and for, for hearing me and making me feel seen. Love you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Dr. Alfie Breland Noble, known professionally as Dr. Alfie, is a pioneering psychologist, scientist, author, mental health correspondent, and the founder of the million dollar nonprofit, The AA Coma Project. She is an expert in her field, and you may know her as well as she often joins Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith, Willow Smith, and Adrian, aka Gammy Norris, discussing suicide and women's mental health. And, you know, she is also a huge advocate for mental health in the black community. With over 25 years of experience and widely recognized for her ability to draw on audiences and inspire, she embodies her belief that there is enough love and light informed by strong culturally relevant science to help everyone achieve hashtag optimal mental health. Please welcome Dr. Alfie. Hi, how What's are so you? Look at you. Oh, thank you. Uh, my God, I have to tell you first before we really get into it, because I want my listeners to get to know you and personally and professionally. But I just want to thank you so much for just being there at the red table because it was a powerful and very vulnerable conversation. And so I am just so um, grateful for, I guess, your emotion behind it all. You're not just a doctor, right? Like you're not just a psychologist. You actually reacted like a human being. And I am very, I guess, um, in tune with that type of stuff. And it's uncomfortable to have these conversations, but it's so needed. So I just want to thank you for doing this podcast. Um, you know, we don't get listeners like they do over there at Red Table Talk, but slowly but surely. <laughs> right. um, but right. I just... I mean, it's still so, it's so powerful to this day for me. So welcome to Burke in the Game. Of course. And look, when I got your message and you said, let's talk, I said, I'm not telling her no. Right? <laughs> like, how can I tell you no? Because like, you're just so sweet and like to be who you are and to be in this space and to be so vulnerable and to allow people into your personal, like just who you are like that. People don't do that. And so the fact that you were willing to do that, it was just so meaningful for me, obviously. And I, I you saw the response. So yeah. when you asked, I said, how can Thank I say you. no? Because I love kind people. I was telling my chief of staff earlier and you are just the sweetest. So it's oh. my pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, let's get started. I mean, we talk about everything on this podcast. There is nothing. I got nothing to hide <laughs> at all. Um, I'm pretty sure I've said everything. I don't know if I've left anything out, but maybe we'll figure this out later today. But how, I guess, how did you get into this uh, whole mental health side of the world? Because it's a huge pandemic in itself, I believe. And um, it's, I'm grateful for people like you, but how did you become so knowledgeable, I guess? Um, the knowledgeable, I don't take credit for. I just, <laughs> I've always been a good student. So I'm, okay. I'm good about studying. Got it. Um, so there's that part. And then I think beyond that, 
it has really just been my passion for it is because there's so many times in my own life when I think we talked about this at the red table a mm-hmm. little bit, when I felt like people outside of my family weren't trying very hard to understand me and weren't trying very hard to connect with me. So I grew up, I, I've shared this story a couple of times, so forgive me. Um, I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay. And in Virginia Beach, that's where I learned the little bit of Tagalog that I knew. We talked about yes. that too. That little bit of Tagalog is uh-huh. a huge Filipino population there. Okay. And so um, because of the Navy. And and so my childhood was really trying, like sort of drifting between social circles. Like I never mm-hmm. really felt like I had one. So as a black girl, I'm Generation X. Um, I just always struggled to kind of find my space. So at home, I always felt safe and loved and comfortable outside of home. I was really always kind of searching. And so I Mm. think where I found my place was I became the kid that everybody came to because I was nice, just like you, like so sweet and so warm and so welcoming. I was that kid. And I think in some ways that's how I protected myself. Like if I'm nice, if I'm kind to everybody, maybe nobody will be mean to me. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Yes. Yeah, it didn't always work like that. So no. I think that's what it was for me. That's where my passion for it came from. That was my way to fit in. Got it. Got it. You know, I totally relate. I mean, actually, I was not like when I was in high school um, or even middle school, I was very shy, which came across as bitchy and stuck up. Right. So <laughs> you're beautiful. Right. People don't understand because you're so pretty. Like, uh, you know what I mean? But I was gothic. I was like the rebel. So like I had like, I swear to God, I was gothic. I had like, I only wore black. I mean, I still love black. I mean, who doesn't love to wear black? But like, and then I had like the thick eyeliner. I mean, it was insane. Um, And I had no friends because I had, I lived two different lives. I had ballroom as one life, right? Competitive and completely different, super glamorous, but not that glamorous at the same time. And then you got my high school, right? And it's all different types of ethnicities and every, and I'm just like, I'm just not good at school. First of all, I wasn't curious back then. Now I am. I'd be a great student today, but it was, I was lonely. And then I was just me and my, my ex, right? That one that was very controlling and all of that stuff happened there, which we'll get into soon. But (laughs) before we do this, um, you know, I think, like I said earlier, it, it has been such a crazy pandemic in itself, mental health. And I think it's been ashamed um, as well. Like people, especially from the Filipino culture, you know, like my elders, they think that therapy means you're crazy, right? They equate that to like, oh, someone's going crazy. You got to go take them to the therapy or a psychiatrist. What I guess I'm such a huge advocate for therapy because even my mom, she brought me to therapy, right? Since I was a little girl, ever since I got sexually abused when I was four years old. And I guess what are the other self practices for people who may not want to go seek therapy or does they don't have the money to or they don't know if there's insurance, if they ha- their insurance covers it or if they just want some other ways of doing this and, and recovering or getting on the path to that? Yes. So first I'm going to say, I'm going to claim mama as my ate, right? So she's going to be my ate because she took that baby. She took her baby to get care when her baby needed it. So shouts out to mama for that. Yeah, totally. I think that some of the challenges for people are, you know, they don't like to your point, they don't know where to look, right? They don't know what they're looking for. Um, They, I don't think anybody's like explained how to go about looking for a mental health provider to connect you with. And so there's a lot of talk about everybody should go therapies, dope therapies, cool. My therapist said, but I think for so many people, 
particularly in diverse communities, communities of color, there's still that heavy stigma. So they got to get over that barrier of heavy stigma. Yeah. Then once they get over that, okay, I'm gonna go. Then it's like, okay, where do I look? Right. And then they, maybe they find somebody, then there are these wild wait times or the provider doesn't take insurance. Or if they do take insurance, they don't take your insurance. Right. right. Or, you know, so there are all these barriers to people getting care. And so what I say to people is until you can get into that care, Mm-hmm. Right. Understanding all the barriers and knowing how important it is for people to have mental health checkups and mental health support. What are the things that you can do in the interim? Right. Yeah. It may take you six weeks to get in with somebody. Yeah. Right. It may take you three months to find somebody and then you're on a wait list. And so I think it is how do we prioritize our mental health in day to day? So I see all kinds of things that talk about you can exercise. Right. You have ballroom dancing. Other people have they like to paint. They like art. They like nature. So finding the thing that you can do now. Yeah. And committing yourself to doing a little teeny bit of that thing each day can be the thing that helps get you that, you know, create that bridge for you Mm. from where you are now to when you're able to get in with a mental health professional. And let's be honest, Cheryl, some people are never going to go to a mental health professional for no. various reasons. Yeah. So I always pe- want people to have some tools, yeah. something yeah. they can do to take care of themselves in the interim. So I know it's not a direct answer to the question, but no, I'm no, it is. Hoping. Absolutely. Yeah. It's basically something. what you're trying to get at is you're giving back to yourself, right? Like I think that is filling your cup up as, as cliche as that sounds. It really is even if it's 15 to 20 minutes, whether that be mindful meditation, you know, I do transcendental meditation twice a day. I try to get that second, just getting my ass in that chair is really hard. Girl, that, <laughs> that second one, but I try uh, one step at a time. But like it really, there is so many resources and no judgment. Um, and also you don't have to parade around and talk about it. Like I've been blessed to be able to, right? Like you don't have to, you could tell this is for you and yourself only. I think people forget that being selfish isn't necessarily a bad thing. Oh my God. I, a long time ago when I was much younger and I was having some struggles in my own life, we talked okay. about a little bit that. I was going to ask about I was that. Dating. Yeah. Yeah, girl. It, woo, woo, child. I want to like, hear your story now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, it was something. So in that net, I, I don't even give it context, but that negative relationship that I was in, it was like draining and it was overwhelming. And I was like 23, 24. So I was okay. in my mind really young and just trying to figure it out. And on the back end of that, I definitely had my bout with depression. Like one, there's no question about it. Like it was, it was a pretty severe depression. It wasn't debilitating in the sense that it kept me from finishing school, but it was a struggle. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it really mm-hmm. was a struggle. So I had to seek out care. And so one of the things, you know, that I remember from that time is just how hard it was to kind of accept that that's what I was dealing with. And at the yeah. same time to also accept that I was worthy of care. Right. Cause I had been so beaten down and made to feel I'm not worthy of anything. So when you were talking about, like I get teary, when you were talking about all those, I was like, Ooh, girl, I can relate. Ooh, um, yeah. And I think at the time I was reading these books and she's still very famous. Everybody still follows her. Her name is Ayama Van Zandt. And she had this book oh called God. acts of faith. This is, I'm really dating myself. It was hugely popular. Uh-huh. And what I learned from that book, one of the many things was it's not, she would say it's not being selfish. She called it being self full. Yes. And that reframe, I needed that. I needed somebody uh-huh. to say it is okay. And it is required 
Mm-hmm. It's you show up for yourself first yes. before you can show up for other people. So that's what it was. Yes. And she was actually a guest here on Berkeley <gasps> Game. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, wow. Any Every word that comes out of that woman's mouth is so powerful. Listen. It gives me chills. Yes. I was just like this in awe. I was like, say more. <laughs> I love her. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Powerful woman. And yes. and that's the thing. I mean, like, can you as obviously it, whatever you feel comfortable with? I would yeah. love to because, like I said, you're human. Right. And I yeah. think that, you know, I've had issues with this, not with my current therapist who I've been with yes. for over a decade. But like sometimes you don't feel like the professional is human. Right. Like the one that is asked, telling you or or um, supporting you, I guess, is the better word yes. through it all. Like you almost feel like maybe this person's life, at least this is what has gone through my mind. Are you perfect or no? Yes. But I, I do yes. believe that great therapists are the therapists who have actually struggled because yes. they can relate to the yes. trauma. Yes. 100%. Now, do you are you comfortable with telling me a little bit about yours? Yeah, of course. So one of my traumas was rooted in lack of self-esteem growing up, right? So the earliest memories I have are being a dark-skinned Black woman in the 80s, late 70s, early to late 80s, where girls who looked like me were not considered attractive, right? So Naomi Campbell and I, I think we're like the same age, maybe a year apart. She didn't pop on the scene until I was out of high school. So maybe like graduating high school. I didn't have a Naomi Campbell who's chocolate like me to look and say, oh, everybody, like, who doesn't think Naomi Campbell's like, Drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I didn't have that. And so right. what what I had was, I will never forget this woman. She's biracial. She was Swedish and something. I can't remember. I could see her face. And she was the first black girl I ever saw on the cover of 17 magazine. She's still around. I just can't mm-hmm. remember her name. Mm-hmm. But that's what I saw. And so when people saw black women, that's what they saw. Right. And I think about as I'm thinking about, it, I think about my Filipina girlfriend. They ain't had nobody either. Because you didn't see any, you didn't see Filipinos. No, never. That was not a thing. Still barely, barely still to this day. Still barely now. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, I just, as a side note, I'm just thinking about reflecting on that. My best girlfriend when I was a kid is Filipina. And so um, that was the struggle. And so when I got, went through college, I went to Howard University for undergrad. That like changed my life. Everybody was black. Like it completely changed my life. I just felt so seen and efficient yeah. water, but there were still issues around being a dark skinned black girl and not that still not being considered attractive. Fast forward. So by the time I got into like my first real relationship, it was traumatizing because I picked a person, I look back now, I picked that person not based on like the real qualities that I could see behaviors. I picked that person to validate me. Right. So being with that person, it was, oh, well, if I can get this person, I must be beautiful. Do you know what I mean? That was all the wrong reasons to pick the person. Right. And so the behavior of that person, I'll just be honest, ended up being very narcissistic. If I had Mm. to characterize it, it was narcissistic personality disorder all over the place. Okay. And anybody who's been in a relationship with anyone, any kind of relationship with a person who has narcissistic personality disorder, you know, they can't see anything but themselves. Like this mm-hmm. is how they go through life, right? They can't see you. And so everything that someone might expect, like the the belittling, the berating, the, oh, you're going to wear that outside? The isolating you from your friends, oh. all of that. I went just, through all of that. I like oh. all of it. And so you just shrink. Like you become a shell 
of a person. So having had that experience at the same time, there were some other challenges um, when I was getting my master's degree living in New York mm-hmm. with other like friends. But those friends relationships that didn't go well were a downward negative extension of that primary relationship that wasn't. So I, you know what I mean? I was just in a yeah. headspace. I couldn't make healthy friendships. So I kept picking these people who just were not healthy for me, even as friends. Right. So those were, those were my experiences. And right. so when I talk about, you know, feeling depression, when I talk about anxiety, which runs in my family, when I talk about, you know, understanding narcissistic personality disorder, and then I had a boss who was a narcissistic <sighs> Right. So, you know what I mean? So it's no, like you attract. I mean, there it. is a void. There's a void that me and you, I can relate big time, as you know, are are filling. But like, do you think it comes stems from ancestral trauma? Yeah. Oh, my God. The intergenerational trauma, because I look at my daughter, who's not quite as chocolate as I am and who has hair like mine, locked hair. And part of her not having to deal with, I think, some things is because I went through it. Right. And so it's that it's that generational piece where I work. I work so hard on healing. I'm not right. saying I got it all, but I work so hard on healing to change the pattern. That's it. To change the pattern, because I eventually got to a place where I could see it. But by the same token, that doesn't mean she didn't go through stuff. She just did a I'm going to brag on her. She did a Dove commercial where she nice. talked about her hair. OK. And a kid called her hair. He said it looked like burnt spaghetti. Oh, right. Do you know, And so the. Right. But so she went through the same thing. And she, what she didn't tell me, talk about the intergenerational trauma, was she waited and kind of tried to deal with it on her own before she came to me. Because mm. she's like, Mommy, I didn't want you to blow up. But she knew I would have. Right. And so there's still the trauma. But I think when you do what you've done, mm. which is work on the healing, and when I do what I'm trying, continuing to try to do, which is work on the healing, then we're in a position to be able to share with other, I know you're multiracial, to, to mm-hmm. share with other multiracial girls, or in my case, black girls, your case, mm-hmm. Filipinas, mm-hmm. to show them what healing can look like for yeah. people who come from our background. So they can have a different model. And they can also see mm-hmm. yes. the struggles that you're going through. You know, how people say you're not alone. They, they need to know that they're not alone, that you can be dancing with the stars and like, global superstar and still yes you got stuff that you're working on you absolutely yeah. Like, like I mean, this is the reason for this conversation and why I'm so passionate about it. First of all, I've been blessed, honestly, to be able to talk about it, period. Yes. Thank God for yes. my, really, it comes back to my mom. I mean, I'm so grateful for her just knowing textbook, right? She knows right. what to do, right? And so she did that. And God, I would have been checked into the nearest mental institution if it wasn't for that. And I wouldn't have been able to thrive, right? But every time that we talk about this and have these uncomfortable, I sound like a broken record, but it's true. (laughs) It's like people, I wish I had a Filipina woman to look up to like you, you know, like honestly, like your experience there, it was not, there really hardly is still to this day, unfortunately, as far as the Filipinos go, but starting to, you know, Joe Coy's going out there and we're like trying, you know, there's a, there's just not a lot of us. But That's honestly, right. people just want someone to relate to. And my I am I feel like I always say I am a cat that has lived seven lives because <laughs> there is so many layers underneath the yes. mirror ball trophy like that people have no idea about. And that is not necessarily what defines me. 
That's nor right. is the mirror ball trophy, right? That's so right. I'm just learning right now. I'm a sponge and I'm curious because there is light at the end of the tunnel and it starts with just having these conversations. Yes, 100%. I think it is people being able to understand that there's sort of peaks and valleys in the journey, yeah. right? So just like you talked about, you know, you have the mirror ball trophy. There have also been some challenges that you've had to overcome. And those are trophies for you, to, for you yes. too, because you overcome some of those personal challenges mm. that people struggle with and you're still here and you keep going. Right. And so for me, it is, yes, I talk about all this stuff, but I would never want anybody to walk away from anything that I say, feeling like I have it all figured out or feeling no. like yeah. I don't know what struggle is like. Right. I would never yeah. want because it dehumanizes you. And no. so to be in a place where there was one time in my life where I really struggled and to be in another place where I have an incredible spouse, I have incredible children. Do you know what I mean? Like to know that you can get to that, like that's my mirror of all trophies, that spouse, right? Amen. Dr. Richard. And so it's it's being able to show people that whole arc. And so I just have to appreciate you so much and congratulate you, like I said, because everybody doesn't share those challenges, right? And the mm. more we can share those challenges, I feel like the other thing that it does is it takes some of the power out of them. When we don't yes. talk about them, it takes the shame away. away. That's it. It really does. And let me tell you, after you know we did this amazing interview over there, that was really four hours long. I love how they condensed that to 30 minutes. I was right. like, you work, editor, because they still got it all in. They got it all in somehow. Right. Wow, that was a lot of content. That was enough content for a whole season. Just saying. Seriously. Seriously. Give me the rest of the content. No, I'm kidding. Seriously. Uh, right. Me too. Like, give it oh, to us. Yes. Right? Yes. That was powerful. I mean, my point is, is that, you know, it really is what I'm trying to do is not judge myself. And I've been judged my whole life as a competitor, right? Um, there has been so much. I always say to my students as well that I teach on, like, I've, I've always, you know, 25 celebrities hanging on me the past 26 seasons of Dancing with the Stars that I've done, right? I've done this show for 17 years of my life and it has been an amazing journey and it also, again, ups and downs. But if I didn't risk the unknown or the uncertainty of what this show is going to provide, because I did have to risk my professional career. I thought I was going to come here and do one season, cut to 26 seasons later. Um, and, you know, there is no... I've always said this, and it's because I'm also going through this transition because likely this will be my last season um, as a as a professional dancer. Um, but there is a, so much fear, and I don't. I guess for me, it's fear just in general. Think about my um, this year and alone has been a year full of changes and challenges and um, overwhelming feelings of just trying to be on the path to healing. And I know in my heart that I can close this chapter as a dancer on Dancing with the Stars because I want to give more. I want to give more to, and and just by using my voice, you know, I am, and I haven't, I have been so grateful for this opportunity on the show, but I'm helping one celebrity. You know, I, I just know that through this amazing platform that I've been given and blessed with, it is important for me to help more than one person. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I keep thinking about, we kept talking about how when you were younger, when I was younger, we didn't have a lot of those people to yeah. look to. But guess what you what you're doing, Cheryl, is I think about all the little Filipinas <laughs> who get to see this and who get to hear themselves referenced, who get to hear people say, you know, Ate or Uncle, right? Yeah. You get to Pita. hear people say, right? Yes. That that that's what you are doing for them. And like I just don't think we can underestimate the power. Mm. of what it means for you to be on the platform that you have on the global stage that you're on and have all these little girls who can look up to you and who can mm. go to their moms, right. Mm. And dads and say, look, you know, Tia Cheryl, she mm. went to therapy. Y'all need to take me to therapy. Like I want to talk to somebody because right? I'm struggling with this same stuff. And so you get to be that model for other people. So I just, I guess I'm just reflective and grateful that us as two women of color get to have this kind of conversation and sort of and normalize it (laughs) 100% because it it is normal like it as scary as it is this last episode that is um, that has aired already it talks about more in detail everything I talked about over there at um, the red table talk and it was I it was painful it's painful it was it was uh um 
I guess it was really also, it just took a lot of weight off my shoulders because I mm. went into detail, like to the point where there was some, you know, conversations I had with myself because I was my own guest that I was shocked that came even the sounds that came out of my mouth because I, you know, with trauma, maybe you can del- uh, dive deeper into this. There is a I, my timeline. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. just non-existent yes. sometimes. Yes. And then there is this whole like I I may look like a 38 year old woman, but I have sometimes my maturity when it comes to certain things is of a 16 year old. And I'm yes. not putting myself down by any means. Yeah. I'm I'm saying this just with certain you know, mental health um, related topics that I may not know about as much or be familiar with, which is why I have to change the pattern in my brain to be able to know about self-respect, self-love, trusting myself. How am I going to trust anyone if I don't trust myself? Right. That's right. So this was what was crazy for me was a little bit was just that feeling of like, oh, I started, I caught myself, especially when I'm in meditation, like questioning if that really happened. And just like when I got molested from that retired mailman, you know, it was the same thing. It was like, where I'll never forget. I was testifying. I was looking at him and I was like, did this really happen? Like, am I making this shit up? I mean, (laughs) I didn't say shit at nine, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing when I got beat up by my ex-boyfriend, same thing. Even if I saw bruises, it was like, I was questioning myself. Yes. What is that? Remember, that's two. I feel like there are two things happening at once, probably many more. But the two that stand out to me are one is that your brain is working on survival. So if your brain is focused on survival, your brain cannot also the brain is amazing. Right. But all that energy. Think about you. You've been taught about many people have been taught about fight or flight. When you're in fight or flight mode, all those resources are galvanized toward one thing, either fight or flight. They're not. Or freeze. Yeah. That's it. it. Or freeze. Survival mode. I mean, constantly. My whole life. That's right. So if you're surviving, you can't be processing and, you know, growing developmentally at the same time. It's not that it doesn't happen. It's just not happening at the same time. Right. So that's one piece. The second piece is it is natural to question yourself. It is natural to lose the timeline when you're in a relationship, any kind of relationship. In this case, we're talking about a, like a, a loving, well, supposed to be a like intimate relationship. Yeah. But the closest person to you is causing you to question yourself. Think about mm. it. The whole purpose is to isolate you and to throw you off, right? We've talked about gaslighting. The whole point is to make you dependent emotionally, physically, psychically, psychologically, all of it on that person. Is that conscious? Like is that pain. conscious on their on their part? Sorry. I didn't yeah. Know. It is conscious. Yes. I think okay. there's a part of it that's conscious and there's a part of it that's sort of natural. It's sort of ingrained. Because I would always say when you think about somebody who comes from an abusive relationship or who perpetuates an b- abusive relationship, that behavior doesn't come out of thin air. No. That is learned. That is. It's from what they saw probably with their parents, right? That's it. Yeah. And so you just do, it's the natural way of organizing your world. And so I do think some of it is conscious, but remember it's conscious in this, in the sense that it feeds that subconscious need to control. I don't always know that that need to control is at the forefront of that person's brain. I think it is sort of feels, it feels better. It feels like home. It feels like home. Like I got a table. It feels like home. So I think there's, it's that. So I hope that what anyone in your situation, me too, anybody out there listening or watching would do is 
forgive them. You know, I'm talking about, I always talk about grace and forgiveness. Forgive yourself yes. for the times when you can't recall, when the timeline's out of order, when you're not sure whether it happened or not, and, and be patient with yourself. Because as you work through the trauma, you will start to understand better. Did that really happen? Did mm-hmm. that not? And I think that's why people like journaling too. Because mm-hmm. as you journal, yeah. that gives you like a record. And you yes. can go back and write, check yourself against the record. So yeah, you, you're not supposed to be like fully aligned and fully right. understand and have grasp of the timeline because right. that's not the purpose of the gaslighting or the, or the abuse. Right. And also, I, I like how you said to forgive yourself before you're like, just trust yourself. Like there <laughs> is that that is <laughs> that is you're like, oh, OK, like, I don't know. I, I am very um, matter of fact. That's just who I am. And I analyze everything and I'm OCD and all of it. And I welcome it and I love every single second of it. But I think that's why I'm a great ballroom dancer because of my crazy detailed uh yes. you know my brain goes that's why i used to drink a lot because it would yes. just shut it up or i yes. thought it did um so moving forward you know yes. i this podcast originally was about me going back into the dating game clearly oh. that hasn't happened <laughs> um and i'm just not so sure if it's gonna happen tomorrow either so i guess for me i keep saying and i don't know if this is an excuse or if this is part of my social phobia um but I feel like I want to be alone right now, not lonely, but alone. And I don't necessarily, and I also know that I will fall back into that habit of dating a narcissist, trying to change the narcissist, hoping he changes, cut to same situation, and I'm just 10 years older. So I'm trying to do this. Now, how long, I'm not, I mean, obviously this is not a question that you need to answer really, but it's like the the length of time, I guess people are like, this is a lot of people in the outside world saying, when are you dating? How come you haven't started dating? And it hasn't even been a year that I've yes. been divorced. Yes. Yes. I say, let me tell you, this is my rule. I okay. tell my patients this all the time and I use it and it's from personal experience. Think about those negative patterns and relationships, particularly those negative relationships as digging yourself into a hole. Yeah. Right. And and thank you. Just imagine in your mind, the depth, how deep you dug climbing into that relationship. I say to myself, don't you think it might take you at least as long to dig yourself out as yes. it took to dig yourself in? Yes. Right. You know, wait, so- shit. That was since I was 13. Girl, <laughs> I'm going to be rolling in my grave by the time I go on my next date. <laughs> right, but I, right, but that's so funny. But I think it, for me, it was that one relationship. So for that, for me, that one relationship right. was like three years. Okay. Right? So I said, okay, it took me a while to get there. I said, let me give myself at least three years from that last real, real bad thing. Mm-hmm. Let me give myself at least three years to dig myself out of it. And I needed that time because I just needed the mm-hmm. fog to clear. Mm-hmm. You know, I just needed to get the fog out of my brain, right? Yeah. But maybe it wasn't trying to heal all the stuff from when I was a yeah. kid and I felt like people, I, I was made to feel unattractive. It wasn't all the way back there, but that really negative, powerful, awful relationship. So let me climb out of that. And that, I feel like that has worked well for me and for the patients I've worked with in yeah. the past because at least it gives you a marker. Like this, yeah. that's like it's like your mile marker. Yeah. No, right. I so give you. yourself that kind at least that kind of space. And it doesn't mean completely cut yourself off from no. the world. Like, I'm not dating oh. at all. I'm not gonna go do, but it does mean I'm gonna give myself the space yes. and time and love to heal that yeah. that's right. And love. I'm gonna love me 
for this period of time. So yeah. a year after, maybe not so much, you know, that's yeah. kind of fast. Yeah. And, and also you practice transcendental med- meditation. I think there's something in there where we have to speak the life. I got this from a Yanla Van's aunt too. Speak the life into yourself. Speak what you want yes. into the world Manifest, and try really yeah. hard to not speak yes. things into your life <gasps> that you don't want. So not saying to yourself, I'm going to kind of right back into one of those narcissistic right, right. <laughs> saying to yourself, my goal. Change the vocabulary. That's it. Is to make sure that I don't. And I'm going to always work to make sure that I am walking toward yes. the most healed or, you know, he- walking in the healing. Version. Walking to the light, girl. That's We're walking it. towards the light. That's it. I just got chills. <laughs> I mean. I am proud and I don't want to say this in a way where I'm not dissing my ex-husband by any means. I'm just proud of me for for basically, you know, going through this divorce because if it were the old me, I would have still been in it. That's it. That's the power. You found the strength. You found the stamina. You found something in yourself. You found the light within sheriff. To say, I don't have to do this. No. I don't have to live. Oh, girl, I got chills because I remember. I'm going to cry. I don't have to do this. Yeah, no. My life is my life is so much more than yes. this difficulty that I'm, I don't have to live like this. And that's what you, and so, like I said, I got chills. It just chokes me up because you did that for you. And that's your cue. That is your cue. That's the marker that says, I can live better going forward because I took the step I needed to take at the time I needed to take it mm-hmm. to walk toward the light. And that's what you're doing. You're walking in the light. Amen. Dr. Alfie, thank you so much. I am, I could talk to you for weeks and months and years. I gave you myself. Let's yes. keep in touch. Yes. Thank yes. you for your time and thank you for your words of wisdom and just for being so human and relatable and I, where can people find you? What's coming up next? Please, um, please let my listeners know. Yes. So we have a lot of stuff coming up next. Yes. Uh, just, they just, if they stay attuned to my socials, they'll see it. Cause I put it all okay. up there on social. So I'm at, it's really easy. So I'm going to shout out my son's friends, Max and Luke <laughs> and Jake and them. My son is miles. They call me Drowfy. Oh, because I like it. Dr. Alfie. Looks yes. like Drowfie, so I'm going to shout them out because they call me Drowfie. That's the easy way for people to remember. D-R-A-L-F is in Frank, I-E-E. It's literally Dr. Alfie on all my socials. So if they right. go there and I also have a website, everything is there, including our Red Table Talk. You and yes. Me um, and they can find me there. And we absolutely are going to stay in touch. I'm yes, go back and DM this phone number, woman, yes. so you can make sure you stay in touch with me because yes. I want to continue to follow and just sharing your journey. And I'm so grateful. I honestly, this is like, I just so honestly, I'm so grateful that our paths crossed. I'm so grateful that you invited me to be on here. And I'm just so grateful to have my Filipina sister. Yeah. I have another Filipina sister now, and I just appreciate you so much. Mahal kita. I love you. Thank you so much. Really keep up the great work and I will talk to you soon, Dr. Alfie. Thank you so much. At the end of every episode, we need to ask the listeners, as always, the question of the week, which is, how do you learn to forgive yourself? Let me try and answer this. How do I learn to forgive myself? Well, I think 
to learn how to forgive myself, I guess it would be to talk to professionals like Dr. Alfie, to talk to my therapist um, who we had on here for the first episode of Burke in the Game, Dr. Wexler, to continue to sit in silence during my meditation. I think that really does, um, you'd be shocked for people who have never sat in silence or who gets intimidated by just me saying that. Believe me, so was I. But when you can, it's a practice. So if it's not for 15 minutes, then try one minute, you know? And I think when you do this, a lot of answers actually surprisingly come to you when you are actually trying to quiet, um, you know, the mind a little bit. But anyway, I would love to hear from you guys. Again, the question of the week is how do you learn to forgive yourself? And so we want to hear from you as always. So email us at BurkeInTheGame at iHeartRadio.com or DM us on Instagram at BurkeInTheGame. Thank you guys. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the Game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the Game at iHeartRadio.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.